Hello and welcome to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path After Party 46. We're getting on up here now. The big 4-6. Yeah, Time for us to have our midlife crisis and buy a sports Ferrari? car. Ferrari? Ferrari? Yeah. <laughs> Maserati. Like we can afford Ferraris. <laughs> right. <laughs> I see a Patreon stretch goal. Anywho. All um, get electric cars. So uh, this after party covers the last three episodes, uh, 136, 37, and 38. Mm -hmm. Um, So essentially, you know, we're still hanging out in the um, sightless sphinx. It says scriptorium on these notes. Sorry. I was like, scriptorium. I guess that's a room. That's the room that you went and you fought the oracle was the Yes, but when I hear scriptorium, I think Tyrant's Grasp. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, Salazar's. I think you guys Salicara. also went to a scriptorium in Tefu, so there's yeah. been a lot of scriptoriums. There's a lot of scriptoriums. I love that word, though. It is, it's a fun word. Yeah, there's a lot of scriptorium action in, you know, ancient times. Who knew? Lots of scripts. Writing, it was a thing. Yes. By hand. Um, but yeah, so essentially, we all, uh, we being the doorkeepers, went through the blackened hallway, uh, looked around a mud room, decided not to mess with that met the ghost of Sophronia, who was really cool, and essentially kind of headed our way back around to a bunch of little rooms, hoping to find the scriptorium and whoever was studying in there. I thought Sophronia was really neat. Sophronia has been awesome. I really liked her, and I think it's really interesting that we get, like, a, a temporary companion. It's, like, both terrifying and kind of exciting to get, like, <laughs> a little ghostly paladin and then have a couple of fights come up that immediately are like, this is why you keep her around. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she wrecks face. Yeah, good lord, does she ever? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, we're not quite there yet, but she saved our butts, and we'll get there. <laughs> well, paladins in a place with undead and demon worshippers. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and it has it. It's not a, something that's come up a lot with the character, but I do appreciate the, them including a gender fluid character. Like, yeah. I thought that yes. was a really oh, interesting yeah. thing where she goes by lady as she is currently presenting female as she does whenever she's working as part of the church. There's actually that level of representation. And again, I always applaud Paizo for their level of representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good going, Paizo, and good going. Uh, Amber Scott? Mm-hmm. I think, it's I think Amber it was Scott. Amber Scott. Well, good for her. Yep. Yeah. Amber Scott. She's a cool lady. We also had creepy doors opening and stuff. Like, we were like, what the heck? Yeah, uh, that yeah. Was, a, was a demon kind of messing with us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. fun times. We got to find out in the next episode. Yeah, next yep. episode, Sudi. Yep, dark Sudi. The next episode was crazy because we essentially opened the door. The lady was invisible. Sudi get got possessed by a shadow demon almost immediately. <laughs> None yep. of my spells worked. And it, and uh, yeah, there were a lot of spells that didn't work, and that was sad. I had to roll a bunch of checks, and I passed them, which was wild. Yeah, I thought shutting the door would, you know, stop whatever effect was working on Sudi. Well, I mean, we didn't really know what it was at that moment. Like, we didn't actually realize I was possessed at that moment. So that seemed just as likely as anything else. I don't know. The second Rick said that you were, like, falling and stuff, I was like, something's either displaced, something's displaced him out of his body. Oh, see, I I thought it might have been some kind of, like, you know, mental, like, you feel like you're falling kind of thing, but you're not really like, you're just like sitting there like kind of in a stupor. But I had forgotten in order to dismiss things that I also was going to have to make a caster level check. And uh, so that was like, oh God, if I fail this, we're just going to have this stupid demon hanging around. <laughs> yep. In Sudi. Uh, well, no, it would have been out of Sudi, but it would have been uh, around. Yeah, but you kind of uh, saved our butts on that one. So definitely saved Sudi's butt. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, this that is nuts. Awesome. Well, the interesting thing with the, with with that encounter in particular is, uh, one, they're actually, neither of them are allied with one another. Yeah, they're just both there. The Oracle is part of the cult. She exploded and all the rest of that good stuff. Mm. The usual thing. Funny enough, it says that she makes a perception roll to notice the party, of which she easily passed because the party wasn't really being all that too stealthy, uh, and then drinks her potion of invisibility. And then if the party just kind of comes in, checks around, and then leaves, she just stealthfully follows the party, <laughs> waiting for them to get into a fight with something else, at which point she'll jump in and attack. That's actually the exact same tactics as the shadow demon, who, oh, no. when they notice the party, then stealth falls the party, waits for them to get into a fight with something else, and then attacks. Wait, so and there's a world where we didn't see either of them. They both followed us into the room with all the, I don't know, specters from the next episode. Yeah. 
Oh my god! And then oh, they jump out and attack awful. you. That would have been. But of course, they're not allied with one another. So. Yeah, still. <laughs> Goodness. Still. Hey, it's, you know what? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I'm betting, betting that that's their thought process. Yeah. Be like, oh, well, you know, we'll take advantage of this situation. <laughs> well, and the the interesting thing with the Shadow Demon in particular is the fact that, honestly, his Magic Jar Possession ability kind of impedes a lot of his mm. abilities. Like, he does a ton of damage. He has three attacks at plus 18 each. Wow. He has uh, 120 hit points, more or less, with a damage reduction of 10 Cold Iron or good so like he can take a ton of punishment the uh the reason he does the possession though is to eat up your resources trying to either beat Sudi into unconsciousness or whatever at which point he just goes okay i pop out of the body and then i've already cast all my shadow conjurations and shadow evocations and deeper darkness and fear and all the rest of that stuff to attack the party it was like nope get out bye bing that ended that fight a lot faster than I thought it would. I was expecting that fight to go on for a while. Thanks for that Horus necklace. Oh yeah, no, I, I thought I thought for sure you guys were gonna have to beat Sudi unconscious. Well, I yeah, had the Horus necklace, which was rad, and then I also had a dismissal prepared, so I could have tried twice. Hmm? Yeah, no, it it kind of like it went in our favor. It still wasn't an easy fight by any means, but I think it definitely you having that amazing, <laughs> you know, turn of events where you were able to get rid of it quickly made it so we could actually focus on the Oracle lady. Well, and the Oracle was no slouch either because like yeah. anti-life no. shell is one of those spells that's like, I don't think I've ever seen that cast. Like I've seen it as an effect in a place, but I've never seen a, a, a spellcaster cast Living. it and then just see it ruin my day. So even before yeah. I got possessed, I was like, Sudi's out of this fight. <laughs> well, we had an undead paladin to send in there, so it was okay. There is a possibility if you guys decided to explore or something instead of following along after the ghost that you could have come here first without her mm. with you. Well, and the the interesting thing is, you know, Masika successfully dispelled that anti-life shell, but she's a yeah. spontaneous spellcaster. So she could have just so sucked it so, Yeah, it just... That would have sucked. The argument in my brain was, okay, well, it's better to get Citra out of the way real quick and I could cast this again, but then I'm going to just have to deal with the the ghost trying to fight her so eventually I just went you know what screw it I mean we still could have done damage to her because like I mean it doesn't make it immune to you throwing stuff like spells and things in there so like I have a crossbow I could have still shot a crossbow I just wouldn't be doing nearly enough damage well and it's every other round she could just go eh, screw it and cast secure critical wounds on herself yeah exactly so it would have been a really long fight a very long possibly very boring to listen to fight so <laughs> sure. uh, I'm glad that it stayed a little poppy like it did that's fair. We, we found a tile. We're eventually yeah. going to do a tile puzzle. Yeah. Oh, she also caught the scrolls on fire, which was very upsetting. I mean, yeah. she didn't really have any yeah. control over that, though. She could have not it. done it. That's the. No, I mean, that, no, that, I think I think we've established that even if they don't want to, when they die. No, no she cast a fire spell. She cast flame strike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought you were talking about when she exploded after we. Oh no, on. I'm talking about when she cast flame strike and Hollis was like, "What the heck is wrong with you?" Oh yeah. Well, I if guess it's one of those it. that she'd read and researched it all that she could have just rewritten her notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably. <laughs> they don't like to share, except people's bodies, apparently. Sure. <laughs> so then we rolled on into the uh, the crazy like undead evil cultists that don't explode fight. Uh, sure. In the Grand Temple of Ereshkigal, which that uh, anytime there's energy drain. Well, it could have been worse because at first I th like just the way they were described. I was like, oh, crud, they're ghosts, which would have been a smorgasbord of bad things. And then it would and then it turned out to be probably as bad, if not even worse. Ghosts <laughs> yeah, I was don't like, naturally <laughs> have like an energy drain like that, though. Yeah, that was not cool. No, not usually, but they can do, like, stat damage to you and stuff. So. Yeah, which would have been a lot easier to take care of than negative levels. Negative levels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, although ghosts do... Four negative yeah. levels. <laughs> although salty. ghosts do retain their uh, their spell casting and all the rest of that. So Honestly, if they were I would have rather cultists, dealt with that than the negative levels, to be 100% yeah. honest. Yeah, that's one of those, like, one... The, it's, like, the one thing that we can't just easily get rid of with a little bit of healing, so yep. it's very painful. Well, we're lucky Masika isn't a spontaneous caster, so she can memorize restorations. Yeah. Although, honestly, most spontaneous casters should probably take restoration. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that fight definitely didn't go the way that we were hoping for, because I was really hoping, I was kind of banking on the fact that they didn't have a 50-foot movement speed. 
Because oh. uh, I was hoping that I'd be able to like, you know, draw the mask, put it on, cast Death Ward on Citra, and then go fight the things. And like she and I would just go flank them and take them out. But um, let me uh, let me double check this because I'm pretty sure that's a lowballing it there. And it is. They have an 80 foot perfect fly. Holy cow! Oh. Great. They're undead corner things. Of course they can just zoom around. They're real fast. <laughs> that's real fast. Yep, it's true. That's, that's a fast ghost. And then Hollis had to put herself in danger to go do a, a very cool move that unfortunately yeah. did not pay off. I was yeah, disappointed. You know, when you've been casting spells all day and you only have like three or four good ones left, you have to use the ones that you have. And I think it's always a fun opening volley to throw a big melee person at the enemy. <laughs> well, and it, and it did make it to where the next turn she didn't have to move, so she got a full round attack. So yeah. it did end up helping. Yeah. But I just it wish just she had one that particular yeah. turn. Yeah, sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. We found yeah, another yeah. tile, which was cool. I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to go. I'm a little scared of what's going to be in the, the disky room, but I'm also very intrigued by the tile puzzle because I want to know what Part the heck of me does. doesn't even want to mess with the tile puzzle because it has all those warnings about no one should touch it but the priest of Ereshkigal. So uh, even though Narmer could fly over and put him on the wall, I don't uh, I don't want to fight a demon mud elemental. Well, I'm not worried about a mud elemental. Um, but some sort Honestly, of horrible... Honestly, these should be mud yeah. elementals uh, yeah. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I have that water elemental gem that I've just been holding onto. So my plan would be to throw the water <laughs> elemental gem and be like, y'all fight. It yeah. just makes me think of the, the river spirit from Spirited Away, who's all like oh, gunky yeah. and whatnot. You just gotta pull the the, the bike out of the it plug and just it, yeah. let it, you know, sit in the bath. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, we also found the bag of holding, which was rad. Um, some potions. I think it's the first bag of holding this party's got. I think so. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I remember getting. We learned about the bee baby. Yeah. Yes, and apparently the... it's a bee toddler. We were misled. Yeah, bee toddler. Well, I mean, technically, you're still a baby, technically, for a while. We still refer to them as and babies. And they're still calling it a, a larva, and we don't know how they yeah. age, for all we yeah, know. They, they only ever referred to it as the royal larva. Uh -huh. True. We said baby. Although now I we'll know. say yeah. bodler. Yeah. So, if I mean, all, for all you know, you're considered a larva until you're, like, 16 or something. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I can just imagine this bee, this bee baby being like, but moms, I'm like 16. I should be able to go and play and do what I want. And they're like, no, you're still a baby. So nope. <laughs> really? Are we following elven rules now? Come on now. True. She's not 100 yet. Yep. I know, right? Not until you graduate from dance academy can you go off and do things. <laughs> true. True. But yeah, I'm, you know, we saw Userib and uh, he's cool. Um, he's real cool looking. He looks uh, real yeah. amped about, like, people moving around. He looks real swole, <laughs> also. Like, he's going to wreck our day. Probably. It'd be yeah. like Sudi facing off. Yeah. Oh, that'll be cool. Hopefully be not at the same time fight. as a uh, also fighting against the Glabber Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really yeah. don't want that to happen. I, I did, like, we got a little bit of information about the Glabber Zoo, at least. So, because, like, I mean, I don't remember the last time I fought a Glabber Zoo, so... Uh, getting a little bit rough. of free information about how awful they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not expecting it to be an easy fight. That's why I really would like my levels back first. <laughs> it's kind of helpful because now I'm like thinking a tactic I might use that I haven't really ever used on the podcast. That might be a good idea based on kind of the way that uh, uh, the way that Sophronia talked about the Glabrazoo. I'm not going to say it now. Because yeah, I was going to say, listening. please don't. I don't need him to like start thinking about it yeah, for any yeah. reason whatsoever because his subconscious <laughs> is going to be like how do I counter this and so we, you just need to pull a Jessica surprise that's what I hey, need from you I saw that freedom of movement so I couldn't use icy prison I saw that <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever you guys are the ones walking around without good stealth scores and giving the enemies time to buff <laughs> <laughs> I am not a stealthy wizard okay <laughs> Disappointing. We're, we're not really a stealth party. No, and, we didn't build ourselves I mean, for Citra that. doesn't even have full ranks in it because we haven't needed it for so long. So she started putting ranks in other stuff. So now she's kind of like building it back up again. Be like, all right, we're we're doing some she like espionage the down the hallways. So she's like trying to be stealthy, but she's not as good as she once was. Well, I mean, we've <laughs> never been stealthy because there's always been at least one person in the party who just was like 
awful itself. Or yeah. just rolls like trash. Yeah. Do a lot so, of that. yeah. Usually you'll have the one person in the party that's good at stealth and can do the reconnaissance. Yeah. And then I mean Narmer's a ninja. You yeah, but you won't let us send Narmer. Yeah, you have to send him out. I send him around corners, not No, you across... wouldn't let me send him up. Yeah. <laughs> Ten feet? Ten feet up? No. Send me in, coach. Oh my god. I can do it. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Uh, those monks almost die. killed him, and then he went miles and miles away, and if that's a uh, frickin' Baycock had found him by himself. Technically, uh, sure. nothing bad happened that time. Only the monks were bad. Actually, literally, I guess. Not, e- not even just technically. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. The monks were a problem, for sure. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine, Mashika. I'm just a source of all of your magical powers. Yeah. He was, like, with you when the monks happened, so danger can strike at any moment. That's fair. Yeah, but you can't be like, oh, he's a ninja, but then not use his ninja skills. Constant vigilance. Fair. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I think the solution is ring of invisibility. And we do have the potions, <laughs> but I don't think they work on you. Oh, no, I can't drink. <laughs> That's fair. Well, the so ring sad. of invisibility is not a bad idea. I mean, I mean it's invisible. not. Because <laughs> yeah. he's already got a crazy good stealth score that would just yeah. send it through the roof. <laughs> What if we what if we use uh, Shitra's manicure kit and then I'm sure there's some like cream in there and we just mix it with some cream we make like a, a low body lotion of invisibility. I don't think that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's a pedicure kit, by the way. Not a manicure kit. That's fair. It could be mani petty. But yeah, I mean that's that's those are the episodes. I don't know if there's yeah. anything else y'all want to talk about with the episodes, but if not, I have a very long email. Yeah, I mean honestly the only thing I could think to uh to throw out there with all the rest of that is uh I appreciate the number of options that this book has allowed the party for reconnaissance between giving you two different like scrying mm. device and yeah. the fact that it's reinforced that even the current cult of Ereshkigal here is not the same as the old cult. So it's three different forces inhabiting a building with no knowledge of how to use anything. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are knowing how to use stuff. So, and I'm glad that it's worked out as well as it has, because I remember reading this and thinking, how the heck are there basically three (laughs) rival factions inside of the same freaking building fighting each other to a (laughs) stalemate? And it's like, oh, okay, well. I'm more interested in how are all three of these people here and able to supply themselves. Like, what are the Moftet eating if they're locked in that room? They have one druid with Goodberry. I mean, maybe. And they just eat berries. Maybe they wished for rings of sustenance. Or a cleric with f- create food and water like yep. Masika does for everybody else. Yep, true. Yeah. Or they just all have rings of sustenance. Yep. I mean, they're, yeah, I'm just saying there's ways. It's just I'm very interested in, like, the, the idea of, like, okay, so one faction is guarding the doors and there's only one door in and out of this place, at least as far as we know. So, you know, could, are, are they under siege, technically? Could be. We don't know. And we don't know how long the Moftet have been locked up back there. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, or- we, we said that we saw multiple statues, right? So, theoretically, could we use that mirror to look through the other statues? Oh, yeah. That's you what I was thinking. Trying. Is like, yeah. maybe we can take the mirror off the wall and, like, put it in our bag of holding, and then we can reference it when needed. No, I was just thinking the whole, like, oh, they have Glabrazoo. They could wish for, like, rings of sustenance. It's like, oh, they could also just wish for food. And then I was like, but it would be kind of like you wish for food, and then since the Glabrazoo and the wish has, wish has to be twisted, like, every time your order's wrong. It's like going through a drive through <laughs> that never gets your order right. Oh, my God. It's like you said extra pickles, right? No. That's the bad place. <laughs> I, I would die. Oh, my God. Because I'm You're allergic it. to gluten. Well, here's a loaf of bread. <laughs> like, no, I'm on the FODMAP diet. That's All right. Good. So, yeah, let's look at some emails. The first one is from Martin or Martin in uh, Lyon, France. Ooh. International. Yes. Fancy. He says, dear Path Crew, I hope everything's all right on your side of the world. I wanted to send you a little appreciation note for a long time. I went to the post office last week and was told that I was not allowed to send that note pinned to the lapel of a headless body. I was very Whoa. I, I'm not I surprised. was very disappointed because that's how we're known to show our appreciation here in Galt. So <laughs> So bas- so basically all that to say that Martin has or Martin or Martin has uh, has already placed himself. Well, I mean it's France. Apparently. It makes sense. I was so, going to say, we probably would have suggested France. It's yeah. true. <laughs> so I promptly wrote to the great gardeners to complain about the post office's lack of patriotism. <laughs> yeah. 
The postman got its head removed and couldn't send my note anymore. And here I am having to turn to more mundane means of communication. Oh, oh my God, I love this it. Is great. It's amazing. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> All I can say is thank you, citizen. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, jokes aside, I'm Martine, or Martin, I guess, writing it to you from the beautiful city of Lyon in France. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning of the year and caught up to the current ones in a few months. I'm assuming they mean 2020. Yeah. Probably. Um, although, I, I mean, we got this 16 days or whatever to catch up, that's a lot. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm impressed. We started in 21. I am impressed. Honestly, catching up in one year, I'm still impressed. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. I'm now happy to wait for your weekly and bi-weekly episodes and listen to them on my everyday walk to work, drawing a few startled looks here and there when I root for you guys or laugh at one of Ross's or Jordan's dad jokes, as my daughters call them. <laughs> <laughs> we do have lots of dad jokes. They are very good at them. Uh, I wanted to share with you what I think drew me to start listening to your podcast. One of the things I was looking for at the time was distinct and easily identifiable voices, as well as good diction. As I am mainly listening to you walking in the street with a lot of background noise, and because English is not my native language, that was key. You're saying over and over that you are not professional actors, but what I've heard is an excellent voice discipline. Aww. Aww. I know. Thank you. Everything that is said is clearly pronounced and understandable. You do not speak over each other even when things got heated. That or Rick is doing an amazing <laughs> editing job. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. We have gotten better, yeah. but it does help that he does some great editing magic. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I've also that? heard Rick saying that he can't fast speak. That's perfect. Keep it. Uh, obviously, <laughs> it helps that all of you have easily identifiable voices, whatever the accent pitch effects you're using. I found all that and stayed for the stories. The fun and giggles, Jessica's shenanigans, Rachel's <laughs> laugh. Heather's deadpan deliveries, Jordan's legendary bad dice luck, and Ross's oh. apologies as a GM when any of his NPCs hits a PC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross apologizes all the time. Oh, he yeah, does. I know. I, I, I literally it's think true. Ross is part Canadian and He's we just so hasn't Canadian. found out yet. <laughs> yeah. It would the, not surprise anyone. The number of no, 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 apologies no. I have to edit out at the very least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. He's, he's, so, he's so nice. Just even if it's man. he's not even related, something has happened to you and Rick has done it to you or whatever it was. And Ross is just over there like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what? Why? what are you talking about? My favorite is Ross apologizing for having someone interrupt him and then having to repeat it. And he's like, oh, sorry. It's like, no, Ross, you're uh, in the right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ross, he's the best. Oh, we love him. Yeah, for sure. So after this short, quote unquote, intro, here is my first question. Especially with distance role-playing, how are you keeping table discipline and avoiding people speaking on top of one another? Is it body language, experience of playing together, or do you have a hive mind? Mm, we, we were part of the swarm before this, yes. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, but we got divided, so less of a hive mind anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. We're sharing now, so it's cool. Honestly, yeah. I, I think the camera helps for, like, a, you know, start the serious answers here. <laughs> Is that yeah. we're all yeah. on, like, the webcams and you can still see everyone. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling if the webcam wasn't here, I'd be way more easily distracted. So oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. It's also just listening for the gaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like a normal conversation. Yeah. To be fair, there is actually a lag between us because we are recording remotely. Yes. That all gets fixed in post. Yeah. So um, it's it, there are times where we do talk over each other unintentionally just because we both start speaking at the same time, but don't hear the other person speaking for like a quarter of a mm -hmm. second or something. So we do still talk over each other, but it's just fixed in post with editing. Well, and it also helps that even before we started the podcast, we've been playing with each other so long that we know when somebody's going to take the wheel, so to speak, I guess is the best way to put that. Hi, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Exactly with what Jordan was saying there a second ago. Sometimes there is a lag issue, and sometimes if uh, people... I always tell everyone to uh, to just keep talking as far yep. as the, the recording is concerned, mm -hmm. because it's like if if Ross and Jordan are saying something at the exact same time, I'm just like, I'll just take the funniest one and then leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> so that is like the bad habit we've picked up with remote recording of just like sometimes literally just talking over each other, making two yeah. different jokes just to like see which one we get put in the gets, final yeah, one. Yeah. And which one people, which comment people respond to as well. Sometimes yeah. helps like yeah. determine yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or with, with Ross and Jordan, sometimes it's, which is the worst joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, you know what? That is my that's my charm and appeal. Bad dice luck and bad jokes, man. I'm all I'm bad to the bone. Oh, oh whatever, God. Jordan. <laughs> he is such a a nerd. Just a you can't see it because it's audio only, but Jordan is wearing a leather biker jacket as he's saying this. He is a man that doesn't even speak. We are never ending <laughs> radical dudes. <laughs> yep. he, that what Rachel just said yeah. in the, that tone, that is Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Loves you. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully that helps. I mean, I think part of it is just the more that you play online, the more you get used to waiting. After almost a year of this, I'm actually concerned about what's going to happen when we can all play at a table again. That's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, but we I do highly recommend the cameras because we have play, uh, like I know yeah. Jess yeah. and I have played in some other games, um, VTT on our Discord, and people don't turn their cameras on, and then it is very hard to not speak over each other and interrupt and do all of that. True, but as a GM, I like camera. I don't look at the cameras of my players at all because that makes me very like anxious. So I just cl- like minimize the window and pretend I'm talking to the world. Oh no! I like to see all your smiling faces, no, or our, like our absolute faces of horror at whatever you're throwing <laughs> at us. <laughs> also, so I can make sure you're not checking your phones or something like that. People, heaven forbid we cheat <laughs> and use a calculator instead oh, of we doing use the math by hand. Oh, he knows I use a calculator. Heaven forbid you get on Facebook. <laughs> it is big on my screen, my calculator. <laughs> Fortunately, I can see Rachel's screen from where I am. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Okay. Well, here's another question. So. Uh, my second question is more general. I haven't played GM for a long time in person, except for a few occasional convention games. Family mm-hmm. life and work gets in the way. That makes sense. In the meantime, I've been able to sate my thirst using PBD, uh, so play by post, or more recently, listening to podcasts. Play by post, come hang out on the Discord. We have lots of play by post and virtual tabletop games in all of the Paizo systems. There you go. Nice. But now that my kids are getting older, I'm thinking about introducing my two older daughters to RPGs. Oh, right. They are both above 10 and are avid readers of both fantasy and sci-fi. Oh, they'll love it then. As a start, I would prefer to use written published scenarios, whatever the system. I'm looking more for exploration, discovery, interaction with the world than straight dungeon crawl for a start. Would you have any recommended material to start from? I should be able to deal with system conversion if necessary. Oh, man, so many. I was going to say, there's a lot of good choices. The first thing that jumps to mind, especially with what you say that they'd be interested in, as well as bringing in new players, considering the system's a little bit more new player friendly than Pathfinder 1st Edition, would be to do Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and Kingmaker is coming out pretty soon for 2nd Edition. Mm -hmm. And that is very big into... Roleplay, exploration, getting to play around with the world some. You might want to streamline the kingdom building mechanics, but I don't know how they're going to be doing that in second edition, so mm-hmm. they might already be streamlined. Yeah. And I think especially for kids giving them that, I have an impact on the world, I can build this kingdom up however I want, kind of taps into that part of the brain that loves... Back in the day for me, it was things like SimCity and all the rest mm-hmm. of that stuff, and now it's you yep. know your Minecraft. I can explore and build the world how I want to. Okay, so there are some really great society scenarios, especially for second mm. edition and Starfinder. If I'm thinking about Starfinder, I'm thinking I'm thinking Skitter Home. You play as Skittermanders, which are adorable and amazing. And <laughs> uh, the setup is they're going home and there's this big festival and like something's amiss. And so you're you're a Skittermander, you're there to help. And so you're trying to like help keep the festival on track. It was super fun when I played it, so I imagine that would be super fun. Oh, yeah. But for society slash for Pathfinder, you could also do the beginner's box. Although I don't know if that's yeah. a dungeon or not. The Trouble in Otari or whatever. It, it's it's a dungeon. Yeah. Oh, then JK, forget that. There's a lot of <laughs> society scenarios that are not dungeons. There's um, the Blooming Catastrophe is kind of an outdoorsy exploration. You get to meet a centaur, which is rad, um, and some leshies and stuff. There's probably a pub crawl is not appropriate for 10-year-olds. Yeah, no, probably not. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica. You might know more about this since uh, you have a lot more experience with the society stuff recently. They Mm. now put tags on those, don't they? For things like exploration or dungeon crawl or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it it might be pretty simple to search for tags that focus more on that. 
what I would do is you should come join our Discord. There's a link for it on our <laughs> website. Go to the Path Lodge and just say, hey, I'm looking for some stuff to play that's like this. And there are like 50 mm-hmm. people that will give you amazing suggestions. Consult the hive mind. Uh, and you can find games to play in, which is always fun. I don't know. But, My brain immediately went yeah. to Weeby Goblins because it's just shenanigans. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Dude, Weeby yeah. Goblins is And then great. there's a, there's three or four stories in that series now that they could play those same characters through. I yeah. always yeah. had, oh gosh, which is which is the one I always played with Squealy Nord. That's uh, Weeby Goblins. Bad, read a big bad. No, um, I know, but no, read a big bad didn't have the Squealy Nord. That was the it was the different one. Uh, I don't know, I don't but know. I always played the one that had Squilly Nord. Squ- Squilly Nord oh. was in every one of them. I know, yeah. but the gob- the specific goblin who was uh, like no. that was his, like his pet. Uh, There's also I don't know. Uh, what is it? Little Trouble and Big Absalom. You play kobolds. Apparently, that one's really cute, and mm. it also might be really hard. I haven't <laughs> played it, but. You're in the city of Absalom. I don't think it's a dungeon crawl. I think it's like um, meeting people and talking to them and trying to figure things out. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's there's a lot of really great stuff. Um, to be a little bit different, just because I, these are all really great suggestions, but something else you might look at is when Paizo still did modules, they did a n- number of series that have a designation and they had a journey designation for oh, yeah. um, a number of different uh, modules. So like uh, one of the ones that I, I know and love is Entombed with the Pharaoh and the Packstone Pyramid, yeah. which are set in Osirian. There are journey adventure paths where you go to a place and do something. So it's a really cool kind of a stepping stone to doing a full advent- uh, adventure path if you don't think mm-hmm. that they'd be quite ready for that. Ooh, Feast of Ravenmore was really good. There's a yeah. There's a bunch of really good uh, old modules that they have um, that you. I mean, you might even be able to find them at like you know your used uh, bookstore because I know like our used bookstore this near us actually has Pathfinder yeah. stuff that rolls in from time to time. Mm, mm. So yeah, lots of suggestions. Hopefully, something in there is helpful. Yeah. So he wraps up with thank you again for all the hours of merriment you've sent uh, through the magic waves of the net. Looking forward to spending more virtual time with you all next year. Uh, I wish you good health and joy to meet each other and your loved ones in person as soon as possible. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, we all wish this greatly. Yes, we wish that for everyone. Yep, thank you so much. And uh, God, Leon, I, I would love to be able to see some parts of France someday. I want to oh, go sure anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, really, just anywhere, anywhere would be Anywhere nice. would be great right now. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I'll take France. I'll take the UK again. I'll take Spain. I'll, I'll take, take anywhere Australia. that isn't uh, within about 10 anywhere. miles of my house. I'll take Canada. I'll take Mexico. I'll take Canada. I'll I'll take love Canada. Canada. <laughs> hey, Mexico and Canada are very nice. I know, but I'm just nice saying places. they're very close. And usually, like, when you think of, like, international vacations, you think of, like, Europe, Europe or somewhere or in Asia. Asia. Or oh, yeah, going overseas. Yeah. Canada's beautiful, though. Yeah. Canada was beautiful. Okay. Uh, we have another email from Adam in Vancouver. Speaking of Canada. Um, speaking of Canada. Canada, hey, speaking of. Uh, oh, Canada. What is Canada? We put them in the plane of elemental air, remember? Oh, yes, correct. Because uh, they're, yes. they're always saying, oh, sorry, excuse me. Which is also <laughs> not true, but, you know. We enjoy a joke at the expense of Canadians. At the expense of pretty much everyone, Canadians. including ourselves. It's all we do. out of love. Anywho. It is true. You have a beautiful country. <laughs> yes. It is lovely, and I wish I was there. Uh, hello, Find the Path podcast crew. Uh, hey, you mentioned not getting many emails, and I felt obliged to rectify that situation. And Excellent. we are glad you did. Yes. Yeah, Life is Skittermander, so helpful. In fact, we had such a deluge of emails that uh, <laughs> we can't fit them all in on this episode. So thank you. Good problem to have, though. It's yes. true. Very true. Uh, I've been greatly enjoying your podcast and playthrough of Mummy's Mask and wanted to pass along my heartfelt thanks for the great content you produce through sound oh, quality, thanks. narrative storytelling, creative role play, and genuinely being enjoyable to listen to. You've created an excellent podcast that I look forward to every week. Well, thank you. Yay. Oh, yes. Of particular note, I enjoy that you are very accurate to the rules of the game while not laboring over the specifics and such depths as would cause people to lose interest. <laughs> Fair. We try. I think I'm the only one that would be interested in that podcast. It's true. Yes. Yes, yes you would. <laughs> you and Jason Bulban just need to do a podcast where you talk about the rules. Oh hey, my I would gosh. be happy to jump on a podcast <laughs> with JB and talk about right, the rules. You, you start Jason, on page you one. Idea. <laughs> oh, hail the living JB. 
Yeah. Oh, I'd be happy to hang out with the bull man. Anywho, when we see him at PaisoCon, if that ever gets to happen in person again, we'll call him JB to his face and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll leave that for you, Jessica, because I ain't effing doing it. I have literally never talked to this man. Uh, he's <laughs> super approachable and nice. I interviewed him once. I got him to do the uh, All Hell the Living God on microphone. Yeah, but that yeah, was you. I played a game with him. I, w- I won one of the lotteries with him one year. He's really nice. But I'm still not going to call him JB. <laughs> I'll do it. All the path folk at PaisaCon in person. Next time I see JB, I'll be like, hey, JB, mind if I call you JB? Like, I'll use that tactic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he'll be like, okay, strange lady. Uh, um, exactly and one of us will think. be recording this, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely cool. need it's to fine. record it, yes. I've yep. recorded stranger shenanigans. Um, anywho. I'm currently playing through Wrath of the Righteous, and the mythic rules have created a party full of demigods. While undeniably fun, it's nice to have a break from that to listen to a crew of regular PCs working through problems in a totally different setting. Mm -hmm. I think Wrath of the Righteous would be so cool. Yeah, I really want to play Wrath of the Righteous. One day, guys. I just want to be like 20th level. Just to throw this out there, I guess because it's in my brains, Otsis at the very least, there's that order of the stick where it's, you know, Dirk gets (laughs) paralyzed and he's like, looks at it's like, wait, my bracelet, it just says, what would Thor do? It's like, what would Thor do? Dreams it up and it's Thor's like, with my godly might, I would smash this dungeon into a thousand pieces and then I'd fly into the sky and drink an ocean of me. (laughs) Then it just cuts back to him. It's like, huh? Yeah, I find that that very rarely applies to my situation. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Where it is like, okay, there's a sightless sphinx. Well, I'm mythic, so I'm just going to kick a hole through this door and then bum brush a guy through the other side of the building. (laughs) Yeah. Because why not? Anyways, just thought you could use some more things to read on your after parties and wanted to encourage you to keep up the great work. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So nice. We try. Best wishes from the great white north. Mucho thanks. The great white north. Best of luck with your, uh, your demon slant. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your yeah. snow. Oh yes, the snow. Must be nice. We we had threat of snow and like everybody lost their minds. We here got snow a tiny bit that didn't stick. It, it snowed it, just it a tiny bitty bit. And and your terrifying uh sky mooses. Ah. Which I assume <laughs> that they have in the air elemental plane. Yes, yes, yes. They're invisible, so it's <laughs> very dangerous. So oh, I want a sky moose. I want a sky moose too. <laughs> I want it to be like a sky bison. Oh yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. If we ever get around to doing uh, Iron uh-huh. Fang Invasion, Jessica needs to play a druid that rides on a giant moose. <laughs> you just give it air walk. One day, maybe. Email number three comes from our boy, Brennan, who says, I, I don't know if we've, I think we've heard from Brennan before because he Sounds knows familiar. where he's from. He Sounds says, familiar. Yes. Greetings from the Sodden Lands. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Uh, <laughs> that's how Brennan's voice is now. Maybe you knew Brennan, and that's how Brennan talks. But <laughs> greetings from the sodden lands. From the sodden. I want lands. to start by saying I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Oh my god, Jessica! Oh, stop. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's amazing, and it's easily the best pod. Nope, and it's easily the best Pathfinder actual play I found. Aw, it's so good. Thank you. Oh, jolly. Totally Your good. email is so good. That I'm would sorry, be really conceited. Jessica's <laughs> making you sound like I don't even know. A little posh. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, it's like you know a, a medieval bard telling a story. Yes. Inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Inclusivity. <laughs> Words are hard in this Jess accent. is gonna make me uh, up my my reading game. This is why Jessica does not use this accent on the pod. <laughs> it's true. Uh, not yet. No. Uh, not inclusivity yet. and a near comprehensive knowledge of the rules are a winning combination in my book. Ours too. We do. Yeah. We do love inclusivity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the primary reason I uh, know I'm not ready. The, pri- <laughs> the primary reason for my writing is an attempt to fix an issue, quote unquote, I've noticed on the Discord. Uh-oh. Over okay. the past month, a couple of first edition virtual tabletop games have failed to fire due to a lack of players. Aww. I'm hoping you can put the word out on the next after party, which is this one, that there are seats available for any listeners looking for a table. Consider the word out. Yeah, if you want to play some some one e. Has anybody started a Hell's Rebels camp or not Hell's Rebels? Um, Hell's Vengeance campaign yet? <laughs> Is that a Heather will play if you if you do a Hell's if Vengeance campaign? Yes, that's a Heather oh. will play if somebody does Hell's Vengeance. All right, Ooh. y'all heard it here. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I mean, I assume I'm sure the fan someone. base shouts in unison <laughs> if they all hear this. Yes. 
But yeah, anyone that is interested, of course, in joining our Discord can go to our website, find-path.com, and click on the Discord link, get an invite, and that will take you over to our Discord. And I think uh, I saw recently, Jessica, that you posted up a thing with a individual link that people can send out to their friends for the Discord mm-hmm. also. So feel yes. free to send that out, share it places if people are cool with you sharing it on their places. And yes. uh, yeah, we would love to see the Discord, our, our past folk discord corner flourish as rachel would put it incorporate more and more people and spread the love of first edition yeah. and second edition but first Just edition pathfinder in, the case in general pathfinder in general All the yeah i was gonna things. say we we've yeah. got first edition we've got second edition we've got starfinder we got your vtt we got your play by discord or play by post or whatever they're calling it we got chats. We got spoilers. We got <laughs> whatever the kids call it. I don't know. Memes. We got we got a, a thing for posting your pets. <laughs> we do. That's have Rachel's favorite. We do, have, we do have a channel for that. <laughs> I was most active on there. I have been very absent from the Discord. I really need to get back on there. I have lots of cat pictures I could share too. She sure. does love to take cat pictures. I love. I feel like your phone my is phone just cat is pictures. pretty much cat pictures and my baby niece. And, and the second we started talking about cat, uh, the pet posts, Mikey started meowing, which I think is a hey, you haven't posted mm-hmm. a picture of me in there in a while. Oh, you should have to take some <laughs> Mikey pictures. Excuse me, I require my daily photos. <laughs> yes. That's but what yeah. he's been crying about. Anyway. I think we're about to move on to casting a deity. Casting. My favorite part. All right. I'm weird tonight, y'all. Um, yes, we uh, can You're tell. weird every night, Jessica. Um, I hate to tell you this, but the past, like, I don't know, 15 years I've known you, this is basically you. But I was up real early, and now I'm feeling real weird. <laughs> so go ahead and bounce me a D6, and we'll see what we got. Oh, no, we're down to six. We're going to have to figure out what we do next. I rolled a one. For this time, we'll be casting Alceta the Welcomer. Oh. Okay. All right. Alceta holds sway over transitions, physical transitions through doorways and portals over or over thresholds, metaphorical transitions, and even the forward flow of time. Alceta influences them all. She watches over city gates, helping keep invaders out and defenders safe. She also watches over those moving into a new stage in life, whether that means a birthday, a marriage, or a more fitting body. It is common for anyone entering into a life change, such as moving into a new town or changing careers, to look to Alceta for guidance. Likewise, birth and death are both transitions, and expectant mothers and bereaved both offer her prayers, linking Alceta's church to that of Phrasma. Some consider Alceta to be a goddess of teleportation, although she does not officially claim that title. She is also a popular god amongst some elven nations and cultures who frequently associate Alceta with the Idora or Elf Gates around Galarian. As the welcomer, Alceta also believes in courtesy. She treats every being from the smallest animal to the most powerful gods with civility and respect and expects the same treatment in return. She also expects her followers to follow suit and use courtesy when interacting with others. Alceta's followers typically include diplomats, negotiators, and many members of local governing bodies. All right, are we all ready? I am ready. Peace. I think okay. so. I have an interesting one. I am going to go first. My suggestion is uh, Malin Ackerman. She's from The Watchmen. She was Silk Spectre. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Uh, but she has kind of a very, like, unique look to her. Like, she looks like... The, the goddess that would oversee like a doorway for all of time and stuff like she just has a very like statuesque face hmm. I don't know if that okay. makes sense but that's where I'm at okay. that's fun okay for me I'm picking RuPaul uh, it's kind of an out there kind of casting but uh, it's it's one of those interesting things where like I remember I so in college I volunteered at an LGBT um, like an outreach house and uh, it was really interesting to see, like, the effect that RuPaul's Drag Race had on that community. Um, yeah. And RuPaul oh, is yeah. just, like, this amazing personality. It's, it's been interesting to see what their show had on that community and of coming to accept themselves and coming out and all of that. So, I don't know, just kind of fit for me. I do have a second one that I'm planning, but RuPaul was on my shortlist for this. So I would also endorse RuPaul. Uh, It wasn't as crazy as I thought it was. Oh, no. That was one of my first thoughts. And then I came up with another one. But yes. Nice. I am going to go with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. 
Oh, nice. um, okay. All right. I think she uh, she just she when you mentioned elves and things like that, she has that elvish look to her. And I also just really like Michelle Pfeiffer, and she's still beautiful even as she's aged very gracefully, as most Hollywood actresses do. But mm. I re- I was reminded in the Aunt- recent Ant Man movies how much I actually like Michelle Pfeiffer. So mm. I'm like, you know mm. what? You Something about this just uh, made me think <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. So that's my choice. Nice. Nice. All right. Now you can go, Rachie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have kind of an interesting one. When I saw the art, this actress popped into my head. And also just she was so phenomenal in the role that she really stuck out to me. Abby Lee, who played the dag in Mad Max Fury Road. She was the long, like platinum blonde that was kind of doing the weird prayer things with her oh, hands. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, I love okay. that actress. She's she great. was just absolutely amazing because she was kind of off the wall, but then could be serious. And I feel like she just kind of embodies a lot of different stuff. And I've, I have seen clips of her in other things. And she's actually a pretty phenomenal uh, actress. I think yeah. she started out as a model, but she's got a really unique look about her, too. And I, oh. I just. Oh! Yeah, the dad. She's yeah. in Lovecraft Country. Yeah, she is. I haven't yeah, seen Lovecraft yeah. Country, though, so I, I couldn't go off of that. But I just, I really like her. I think she has a, an energy that would be great for that one. Oh, mm. I appreciate any actress that can pull off playing a character that starts with the. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, my pick's a little bit out there, although I am a big fan of hers. I have been for a long time, mostly the comedy side, although... I just generally appreciate their humor as well as their sheer acting chops. And also, she's British. Eddie Izzard. Ah. Oh, I just, yeah. I love the yeah. level of comedy that she brings. She's gender fluid. It's that same transition level. And also the moment I was, I remember thinking about it, it's like the Britishness of demanding courtesy. <laughs> as well as, as offering oh, yeah, it back up. So yeah, 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 yeah. Time, do, you, do you have a flag? <laughs> do you have a flag? <laughs> but at the same time, the, the sheer level of activism that she pursues, I just, yeah. it's an odd quirky choice, but I, I believe, think Eddie Izzard for uh, being like the, oh, greeting people at the door. Oh, right this way. <laughs> and she's doing the um, run for humanity. So 30 yeah. days of 30 fun run or uh, marathons. Yeah. Uh, right now I've been uh, watching her on Facebook. Oh yeah. So uh, nice. yeah, Eddie Izzard. Also, nice. we got Very to nice. see Eddie Izzard, um, gosh, years ago. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yeah. In, in Dallas, Texas, of all places. It was great. And it was probably one of the best comedy shows yeah. I have ever been to. The, the whole dressage thing about how it's like, it's like, oh, they have horses' dads. It's like, well, that's not very impressive. It's like, you should have to get on there. And it's like, oh, and then the horse prances through and then climbs through the window and then climbs upstairs and then you're on the horse and the horse picks a lock and then steals this thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing the prancing thing the entire time. Oh, yeah. Every time I think anyway. about Ezzy Izzard, it's got it. What is it? Circle is the one word. Do you have a flag? Oh, yeah. And, Do you have a flag? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many good ones. They're all Take good. I love yeah, Eddie Izzard. There's... Oh, we're slays. We had a bit yeah. of a run on the cake. <laughs> 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 <Yep>. <laughs> good luck picking between all those. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's some good choices up there. there. Yeah. Fantastic, phenomenal. I love it. I guess that might be it for us. Yeah. I yeah, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to plug our Patreon if you like us and you want more great podcast stuff from us. If you us. want more us, there's more us on Patreon. And Ross is there. <laughs> Yeah, find the path uh, on Patreon. Also, yeah, Tyrant's Grasp and Rick's Conversion Notes of Hell's Rebels. Yeah. And, and also, if you haven't checked out our Hell's Rebels actual play, our Hell's Rebels actual play is available out now if you search for Find the Path Presents. And uh, we also have some Hell's Rebels blog posts to uh, some recap for episodes. You as well. So listen to the episodes first, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes, listen to those <laughs> and then go read the blogs. And then. You know, don't forget to go to the Reddit and cast your vote for the deity castings. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to have a yeah. tough choice this time yeah. around. Yeah, oh, yeah that's a tough and one. And you can also True. comment and stuff on episodes there. Since the Discord has become as lively as it has, people aren't commenting as much on Reddit. And I feel like that's sad. So you should go comment on Reddit. I tend to directly respond to people that comment on Reddit also. So there's oh, that. Yeah, too. I was going to say, I, I also am, am more prone to comment on Reddit than I am on Discord just because I check the Reddit more often. And the and the Discord chat sometimes goes by so fast that by the time... Yeah. Pick your 
or fighter. If you want to talk to me, you're going to hang out on Discord. Actually, I'm on Reddit, too. But I'm on Discord a lot. <laughs> I check both. But, yes, I mean, don't you, forget to check the Reddit. If you add me Reddit. on Discord, I will show up. Like a Kraken summered, summoned from the deep. <laughs> As I say, ah. you almost have to at me. Otherwise, I'm probably so far behind. I don't know if I'd even <laughs> see any messages. <laughs> she likes 90s things, and that did not include social media. It, I included AIM, but that's not the same. AIM isn't yeah. social media. <laughs> AIM is Close text messaging, like really. I know, right? And that's, that's, that's my jam. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. on that note... Pff, yeah. <laughs> all of these have been wonderful and thank you for all of the uh, the amazing deluge of emails that we've gotten in and uh, keep them coming because yeah, we read we like every emails. single one of them and if possible we'll read every single one of them on air and if we've ever missed yours please yeah. let us know tell us get on to us because I probably read that. it and then maybe it just got lost in the shuffle one. it's true we like to talk to our fans and either through snail mail or email or Twitter or Reddit or Discord. Or severed so head sent from yeah. Vault. If you yeah. snail mail and you want us to write yeah. you a physical letter, I'll do uh-huh. that too. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a P.O. box. Uh, the address <laughs> is on our contact page on our website. And it we is. We do check it. Uh-huh. So right now in the COVID times, it is difficult. Yeah. yeah. For sending things. So there are such much many ways to contact us if you feel the need to chat with Email, Plus. physical letters, pigeon. arcane rituals. Take a pick. Carrier okay. pigeon. Why not? We're gonna we're gonna end now before we just yeah. continue to like spiral. <laughs> it's, it's a weird uh, night. It's just a weird night. You know, anytime I'm hosting, it's gonna be weird. Uh, but yeah, good luck, y'all, and like join the Discord and like talk to y'all later. And like, how stay many times am I gonna say there, and everybody. like stay safe? Yeah. Love you guys. Goodbye, Bye. Yeah, drink some water. Bye, path folk. Put some lotion on your face. Or get the hose again. Don't Aww. forget your sunscreen. I was waiting. I was mostly thinking my stay moisturized. The sunscreen. Take care of yourself. Sunscreen. We're good. spiraling, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Like this is the fade out part where like it goes to music, etc. I was gonna say Rick. Rick cut this like ten minutes ago and faded it. He cut like six minutes out of the middle of this spiral. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Um, I also have kind of an interesting one because when I Cutting saw her... Cutting in line, Rachel. What? It's Heather next. Oh, I'm so sorry. My bad. I'm out of order. My bad. I will shut up. You're out of order. You're out of order. Objection.